sermon podcast of Dan Roschke, pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information about Bethlehem, visit our website at blclife.org. But now, here's Pastor Dan and his sermon for today. Grace to you and peace this day from Jesus the Christ. Jesus sends us out like lambs into the midst of wolves. That's us he's talking about, you know. I know it sounds like it's just the disciples of long ago, but scholars are pretty clear that when Jesus talks about the 70, seven, always a holy number, 70 is referring to uh, everyone, all humanity. Everyone who is hearing this is sent. Remember that Luke and theme. We haven't been in Luke for some weeks now. Uh, just came back last week or two weeks ago. But, but Luke's theme, which is also Acts theme, is always Christ radiating out, spreading from local areas to global areas, from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. So how do you feel about this? Being the ones that Jesus sends. Us? <laughs> You know, I've, us, I was reading the great Eugene Peterson's autobiography, and he talked about when he first became a pastor, how he was, had these kind of visions of having these amazing foot soldiers for Christ, uh, and instead he got Judy, <laughs> and he got Bill, and he got Dave, um, who are not perfect people at all. They're like you and me. How do you feel about this? We are the ones? What are we doing listening to, following after this Jesus who sends us out like lambs into the midst of wolves? That sounds like foolishness. Why do you follow Jesus? Remember last week, uh, Pastor Phil came back and he was doing a children's lesson and he did sort of a follow the leader thing. And so he walked and the kids followed and then sort of I think it was John, you broke off and just went your own way. (laughs) And I was like, that's perfect. Yeah, why do we follow after this Jesus? It's good in these hot, humid days to ask this again. Ask what this is all about. Stop and take in the fact that Jesus has asked us to go out into some pretty terribly risky situations. I love how he says, go your way. I mean, those are the words in verse 2 and 3 here in this passage. Go your way? Well, my way would be not into the midst of wolves. (laughs) Uh, My way is always an easier way, a way, a path of least resistance, a calculated, safe way. Jesus is telling us that we'll most likely be rejected, even eaten up. I'm amazed that we Christians are still gathering sometimes, you know? I mean, aren't you? This, this faith stuff is not for the faint-hearted. When tragedy strikes, especially, when disease, illness creeps in, when friends abandon, even betray you, when marriages fall apart, loved ones die, why do you keep following after this Jesus? Take a look at your life. In these hot summer days. And ask yourself, why are we following after this Jesus? Just do a 
a re-eval. I think it's good to do that. Don't just follow blindly. Lots of good answers to that question too, but let's sit with it. And then at the core of this passage, like so many in the Gospel of Luke, at the core of this passage is the call to stand up to the forces of evil in this world. It's not just a kind of rah, 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 hey, hang in there, guys, just hang in there. It's not just about survival as lambs among wolves. At the core of this passage is the mission that Jesus gives the 70. It is the call to get face to face with the powers of this world, the powers that oppress, that press down on especially the vulnerable, the poor, the marginalized, and proclaim a bold no to the ways and means that hurt people and even the earth itself. When you embrace, preach, and live the peace of Christ that we'll share in a moment, we'll say the peace of Christ, ironically, you actually create conflict. Let me say that again. When you embrace when you preach, and I don't just mean preaching like I do and stand in front of people and talk on Sunday mornings. I mean, when you preach with your whole life, like Francis of Assisi said, we preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, we use words. Everyone can be a preacher by the way we live. Okay, when you embrace and preach and live the peace of Christ that we'll share in a moment, ironically, you actually create conflict. When the powers of this world are threatened by the peace of Christ, that is P-E-A-C-E, by a higher vision of divine love, the peace of Christ where all are included, all are fed and housed and clothed and welcomed and educated the powers start to get very disturbed. The dragons start to wake up and snarl and try to squelch the disturbance. Mother Teresa had this great quote. She said, you know, when I, when I feed the hungry, they all call me a saint, when I just feed them. When I ask why there is hunger in the world, they call me a communist. In other words, they start snarling and I become an enemy because I'm asking about systems in this world. See, everything in Luke is trying to get back to Jesus' inaugural address that we read and, and shared together. Vicar Alex preached about back in January. Jesus' inaugural address, remember when he unrolled the scroll, everything in Luke's gospel goes back to that where the poor have good news brought to them, the captives go free, talk about Independence Day. For all, debts are forgiven. If you have debts they're let go of, if you are holding debt against somebody, you, you forgive it. That's the day of the Lord's favor. Luke, remember, I often like to call Luke, the gospel of Luke is the mercy book. It's, it's like from clenched fists to open hands. It's the mercy book, like where Jesus sends us out there, <laughs> but when that happens, you got another thing coming. Wolves? <laughs> Wait a second, wolves? Where's the good news in this, friends? I believe it's in the journey. It's in that letting go. See, Jesus says it over and over again. 
It's really hard to get, but I say it again. The kingdom of God is here. Jesus says this again. The kingdom of God is here and now. It's right here. It is at hand. It is upon us. Often, I think I've told this story before, candidacy committees. You know, when you're, uh, Vicar Alex went through this. I keep calling him Vicar Alex, no longer. Alex went through this with the, they interview you. And a lot of candidates, and it's still happening, I understand, will say, I want to be a pastor so that I can bring about the king, kingdom of God. <laughs> and I knew professors that would get so furious with that. Did you not read the gospel of Luke? The kingdom of God is here already. We live into it. But it's in our midst already. It's not something far off. It's something that is here and now. Our creator God is already with us. Christ is right by our side, has already conquered death and the devil and forgiven our sins in so doing. The Holy Spirit is already moving all around on this church campus here at Bethlehem and everywhere, in your home, in your car, in your office, at your summer camps, out on the open road. It's in the journey. You know the kinds of adventures you will have when you risk the call that Christ has for you here? Don't wait any longer, friends in Christ. Have the conversation that needs to be had. Make the changes in your life that will lead to deeper faith. Let the investment go that's been tying you down let, let the stuff go. Let the money go. Open up like the gospel of Luke from clenched fists to open hands. Let your whole life go. Give yourself away, in other words. Give your possessions away for the sake of the gospel. We joyfully release what, we, what you have entrusted to us, we say in our offering prayer. This is Christ calling us sending you and all of us the 70. And do you know what kinds of fellow travelers you'll meet? The adventures we will have when we risk it all. My man, Rick Steves, you know, a travel guru, fellow Lutheran, he talks about travel as an act of peace and protest. Talk about Protestant activity, travel, literal travel, I mean, and also traveling right here at home, but moving beyond our own bubble. And I don't mean our, you know, COVID, you know, quarantine bubble. I mean, I mean that bubble of just, here's, here's who I know, here's what I do, these are my people, and I don't go beyond that. Moving beyond your bubble, the kinds of joys you'll share. You don't have to travel the world. Just talk to someone who's different. Do something that's different, but that reflects Christ's call for you this day, the kinds of adventures, the joys you'll share, even amid the great struggles and pains of this day. It's not to deny other things. The kingdom, the realm, or the commonwealth, as we've been calling it here, the commonwealth of God is now. It's here. These are the kinds of adventures we have as we risk the call that Christ has for us the realm of God, the commonwealth of God is not something far off. Someday down the line, it's right here and now, even as we're dying. Have I told the story about Calvary Lutheran Church in San Diego? I, th I think that I have. 
This was once a great big church, literally a great big sanctuary with lots of pews. And as the years went on, just like so many churches, the numbers dwindled and dwindled and dwindled until that congregation, that dear congregation, which was not perfect at all, um, but a small group had to have that meeting about closure. And one of the members of the council or the congregation said, well, friends, if we're going to die, let's die serving. And uh, th with that, they opened up and started a, food, a feeding ministry and fed hundreds and hundreds of people. And the church is still going today. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not romantic. They're, they're just kind of hobbling along, but they are moving still, and they are feeding still. I think it's a story that needs to be told because so many churches dwindle down, dwindle down, dwindle down, and clench tighter and tighter to what they have, all they have left, often facilities, you know, and money. They'll hang on to it, hang on to it, hang on to it, and they're not looking beyond themselves in any way. And I just love that story about Calvary because it's like, okay, if we're going to die, <laughs> we've been doing the clenching for a long time. If we're going to die, let's open up and feed others. Let's die serving, they said. I mean, how Christ-like is that? If we're going to die, let's die serving. And friends, I mean, regardless of the health of congregations or this congregation, we're all dying. If we're going to die, and we are, let's die serving. I love when, well, I don't love it, but you know when babies scream in a baptism? It is a powerful reminder when that happens. Sometimes babies are sweet and quiet the whole time, and that's wonderful too. But when a baby screams because of the cold water or even the warm water touches their forehead, or sometimes I'll take the baby, and so it's not mom or dad holding baby anymore. It's, it's me. It's the stranger, and I'm putting water on their head. So they might scream. When babies scream, it's a powerful reminder. Next time you see a baptism and that happens, remember, this Christian life is not an easy one. Jesus never said, this is going to be easy. We should all shed a few tears, do a little bit of screaming like that baby at the baptism. It's lambs amid wolves business here, friends. And yet, in this crazy commission of Jesus, Jesus talks about peace, true peace, finding and knowing God's peace right where you are. Not moving around from place to place, always searching for a better deal or more comfort or tastier food, right? He says, remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide. So he says in this text. So here we go. Jesus told them to go and welcome all, and so they went. And God stays with them, and God stays with you too. This day and always, God forgives you, loves you, welcomes you to this table, this day and into eternity. Amen. at Bethlehem Lutheran Church, thank you for listening. Check us out again soon. And to learn more about our national church body, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, visit elca.org. Goodbye for now, and remember, 
God's outpouring of grace and peace never runs dry. Here's to a new day. Evangelical. That was terrible. To learn more about our national church body. Start over, start over. <laughs> okay. Is that hard? No, not really. Pretty easy? Yeah. You're good at it. <laughs>